Welcome to the Full Dive Gaming Podcast, bringing you a full dive of news, discussion, and insights you need for virtual reality gaming. This podcast is brought to you by Asterian Products. If you're sitting here watching us, I'm sitting here in my sweater. I got my Asterian Products mug. Check out Asterian Products, get some VR merch, use code Full Dive to save $5 on any order, and you too could be rocking a unicorn. Uh, I'm Jay Brat. I'm a VR YouTuber who's also looking really good because I'm wearing a pair of Resolution Game sunglasses right now because it's too bright indoors. I'm Nat Brat, a VR enthusiast who likes Spyro. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm Lipnox, VR, a VR YouTuber who has a big thing going on later on I can talk about, but uh, I am literally feeling the worst case of motion sickness since I first mm. got a PlayStation VR six years ago. Oh, you heard it here first. Lipnox, a VR YouTuber who has a big thing. Who has a big thing. Our podcast is here to keep you up to date in the VR realm. We answer questions from our communities. We talk about the latest, greatest VR news, and then we discuss what we've been doing and playing recently. So if you're here on YouTube, you see the sunglasses, you see the Asterian products. And if you're not here, you're listening to us. We <laughs> love it either way. We got tons of questions from our community. Block let us off this week with a spicy question. Have you ever had a bad experience with a dev or accessory company trying to get you to promote their product on your channel, like anyone being aggressive or pushy about it? And I bet Lip remembers this story, but I once made a scathing review of a product. That company took my review and they cut it up in editing and put music over the bad parts that I said and then posted it on their Amazon page of the product. <laughs> do you remember that? Uh, I vaguely remember it, oh but I gosh. do know that I've seen you advertised for a bunch of things on Facebook through their like sponsored ad things. And I'm like, pretty sure Jay has no idea about these videos. <laughs> None oh whatsoever. Gosh. At least if I said something good, I don't really care. Go, go tell the world that I said something good. But that one was just shocking because like I literally was leading into an angry rant and they just like cranked the music way up and blocked out the rest of my talking wow. so you couldn't hear it. It was it was a shocking situation for sure. Amazing. You got, you got anything like that? Someone's been a jerk to you about it? I mean, I, I hardly ever do accessory reviews, so it, it really hasn't come up at all. Games? Uh, I game Games wise, there has been a few instances of uh just there there was there was one and uh i forget what it was called something portal mirror or something and uh, it was basically someone just bought 12 asset packs said there it was dream mirrors called dream mirrors for pc vr they basically bought like maybe it was less than 12 maybe it was like nine asset packs that looked completely different and then put a little mini game in them and said that they were all being connected by portals and tried to sell it as some amazing experience that they sold for like 30 bucks. And uh, I was I was like at the start, I was like, OK, you know, like I'll test this thing out for you. I bought the thing because he didn't even the guy said he was going to give me a key and then didn't. Literally, the developer ensured me that this was 100 percent going to work on on quest headsets for pc vr and it was not it was you you had to have a steam or you had to have like a htc vive or something like a standard windows headset thing and uh anyways i i was like i was like i'm getting out of this situation this guy's crazy and uh, he, <laughs> he, he definitely caused me headaches uh but i don't know if you know the youtuber paradise decay mm -hmm. but paradise decay did a video on the game and said it was not good and um he went on a complete just rant on him like attacking him in the steam community pages and everything and uh i don't i don't think that developer is making vr games anymore but good job pd that was that was that was the worst <laughs> of it i kind of i was like oh i'm so glad i didn't make a video on that because it would have been me on the getting roasted by who knows what army this guy was gonna send Good times. Yeah, I've had plenty on the list of people who got real angry in the emails. At some point, you just have to block them. 
we got we got tons more questions. We're gonna have to keep moving through them. Mr. Task asked us something, Lip. So he was asking a bunch of questions, uh, but the first one he said was, what movie would you like to see become a VR game? And uh, I mean, this is quite topical because of a new trailer that came out uh, the day of recording. And uh, there is a new Indiana Jones game for the uh, on the Xbox Direct thing. And uh, wow, that would make an amazing VR game. I love Indiana Jones and. That is already perfectly suited for a VR experience. The one they showed off, I was like, this should be a VR game. If if it was a Sony developed title, I bet it would have VR support. But uh, yeah, Indiana Jones. There you go. What about you guys? Good question. <gasps> Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> Running from the pride, getting thrown <laughs> off. What if you got to do it, but you had to be Scar in the game? It's like a humanizing of the villain type game. I would be okay with that. I could eat a little mouse. You learn fun. how he got his scar, and then you have to kill your brother. Nice. All for what the game perceives <laughs> as the greater good. I see why some people wear sunglasses when they record, man. It just puts me in this whole mode here. I just feel totally different than my normal self. <laughs> I don't know if it's these sunglasses or the incredible amount of cold medicine I'm on after all of the traveling I've been doing. But I was recently at CES... For those of you out there who don't know what CES is, that's the Consumer Electronics Show, one of the biggest electronics trade shows of the year. And Tass had a bunch of questions about it. So he said, what was your favorite item from CES? And the fact that nothing is standing out in my head kind of says it wasn't a great year for VR. There was some weird VR stuff. I got to try the B-Haptics gloves with the headset haptics. The weird thing was in the demo, you're like touching yourself or this other person. I don't know what exactly the demo had you do. It was kind of <laughs> weird, but like you see, I'm guessing it's your meta avatar, but the problem was someone else had handed me this headset. So it was their meta avatar. But whenever I'd reach out and like high five them, I would feel the haptics touching my fingers. Or if I slapped them, I'd feel the headset haptics in my head. So I got to say that weird. was probably the coolest. The weirdest was a robot that massages you. Like it's a robotic massage weird. table. Adam Bombody actually got on it and she actually had it tested out on her. And she said it was kind of weird because the part that touches you, it doesn't look like a hand it doesn't look like a fist it's just like this robot finger thing it kind of looks like a foot sort of like without toes so you're like getting massaged by this creepy robot foot thing what was the worst now i don't want to dog this company because i appreciate what they're doing but there's this company that makes that's making a headset that's more for like medical stuff and therapy stuff and what it uses instead of screens it has like a projector inside of it so that you have this giant projector screen around your head but it looks like you're wearing the daft punk helmet it's like the biggest thing i've ever seen so that was i don't i wouldn't say worse but it was just it looked really weird until i found out what it was uh and that's the black and black one with like the green side things uh, no, it was like black and gray. I think I posted okay. a story of it or something, but I'll make sure we'll get the footage over here. And when this podcast comes up, you'll get to see it. But what surprised you the most? Actually, the lack of VR after last year, last year was definitely more VR heavy. It had a bigger VR presence. And this year it was just like PSVR is already out. Quest 3 is already out. Apple doesn't give a shit about CES. So what do you do? There's just no, there wasn't that big of a thing there to bring us there this year. So CES was a little bit of a disappointment for VR, honestly. Sad. Well, yeah. we had a couple questions from Chili's. And his first question was, when do you think Meta will stop supporting Quest 2? Mm, Good question. Spicy. I mean, <laughs> I think. Spicy question. It's it, it, it's such a hard question to say because like what degree of support are we talking about? I mean, Meta announced I think today that the are, they are no longer going to support anything to do with the Samsung Gear in a few months, mm. which is a headset that came out in like 2018. 
So, I mean, up to that point, they were somewhat supporting it. You, I guess you could log in and still download things or buy things. I'm assuming that the Quest Go is the same situation. But, you know, I think that the question is more, when are we going to start seeing Quest 3 exclusive titles that aren't going to work in Quest mm -hmm. 2? And uh, I think the answer is quite clear. Probably about a year, year and a half after they are not selling Quest 2 in stores, like they stopped selling the Quest 1. That is when I feel like the full switchover will happen. But I mean, uh, was it there's some Townsman or something game that's on the store right now, and it is only a Quest 3 game. So really depends on how far you want to stretch it. But I mean, a lot of games still support Quest 1 right now. So it's. I would still say that Meta is supporting that headset for the most part. Yeah, they stop giving updates or they stop adding like official security patches. It doesn't mean the headset gets bricked like some headsets, but it just means they aren't adding more support to it. I would say if the Quest 3 Lite is really a thing, it's really coming and it could replace the Quest 2 probably like a year after that. They would announce, OK, now if you want one, there's this cheap one or the Quest 3. But right now it's the biggest headset by far in the world. So they, they can't stop supporting it until they offer some sort of a replacement. And the Quest 3 is more expensive. Therefore, it's not a replacement, at least not yet. If dogs could understand how to use VR, what would they use it for? And uh, honestly, I have no idea. You guys got anything? <laughs> I think they'd finally catch the car. Well, apparently the dog question was too much for Nat to handle and she has left us for the night, but we have the power to continue powering on and Lip and I are going to do just that. So Mr. Zircon Kill You, formerly known as Shave Dog, asks, what do you think of Apple's push for spatial computing versus VR, XR, MR? And I saw something, I don't know if this is actually a quote or if it was just a meme, but this pretty much summed it up for me. Someone posted this thing and they said, Tim Cook said this again, this could be a meme, but they said, he said, you don't call your AirPods your headphones. You don't call your iPhone your cell phone. So why would you call your your Apple Vision Pro a VR headset? So it's just them doing their crap where they want you to have your own term for it. So you sound like a snob when you talk about it. But Lips, you have a different take on it. I mean, uh, I find it extremely confusing every time anyway, because I'm already I'm already dealing with the whole quest thing where it's like, do I label a video Quest 3? Do I label it MetaQuest headsets? Is it Oculus mm -hmm. headsets? Mm -hmm. Is it this? Is it that? The names change every like, two seconds. It's impossible to keep on track of what any of it is anymore. Uh, I would say that whatever the headset that Apple is doing ends up being, you know, that'll that'll say it right there. Is it a mixed reality headset? Is it a VR headset? It looks to me like a mixed reality headset, but... Mm -hmm. Uh, special computing, spatial computing, whatever it is. I mean, I, that is basically what it is, I guess. It's more about having a phone or a computer in your in your vision like that. So that's the way they want to market it. Then go for it. I'm pretty sure that every news article and review will use a million different words in a single review and everyone will have no idea what anyone's talking about. But <laughs> we're going to confuse the people who already don't know is VR the phone thing where you stick a phone in it <laughs> I don't know. Video, video games are still considered Nintendo by a, a lot yep. of the older people so I feel like it's just it's just going to be VR for most people that see you wearing a headset I hope Tim Cook wears one and someone goes is that an Oculus and that's what he gets <laughs> for all of his mixing us up we get into the really hard hitting questions further as you can see here Lip, what did, what did Shafe want to know Shafe? Or Mr. Zircon kill you. Sorry, I keep forgetting he's changed his name. He's got uh, another question. Whiskey, bourbon, or tequila? 
And uh, I will just answer this very easily. Any of those three is a no-go for me because the hard stuff at my age, I don't know. I'm not 20 anymore. Big spoiler alert. (laughs) It's just... This is not all those all those hard alcohols just lead to, you know, a b- bad time. If I had to take any of the three, it'd be it'd be whiskey. I absolutely despise tequila from the day <laughs> I drank it. I was like, no, not for me. But yeah, if I was going to drink any of them, it'd be like a whiskey and Coke or something. I got an answer for you here. Shay. If you see this cup right here, all three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our last question rounding this thing off block says, do you think Bobo VR's reputation has been tainted by their failure to release a B3 in a timely manner? What are you feeling about the whole? Because I'm pretty I'm pretty into the Bobo stuff. I've got a lot of their products on a lot of my headsets. So Lip, I think this is an important one for you. As someone who doesn't use a lot of Bobo stuff, what did they look like to the Quest 3 market? I mean, I thought they were one of the first people doing stuff. You could, I mean, there was, there was like, they had their clip thing that seemed like it was almost instantly available and designs to 3D print converters for your existing one were like right away. I, I just, I don't really understand the question because I thought the Bobo was there right away. Ki- Kiwi had no response about anything until December. Mm-hmm. Like if anything, they were the ones that were behind. I I don't understand the question, honestly. I thought Bobo was was there right away. Well, it's been kind of a back and forth because Bobo did get some stuff out, but they didn't have nearly the stock that everybody wanted. So everybody's trying to buy it. And it's like Amazon's like three months it's going to take to ship, blah, blah, blah. Then there was the issue where it was found that their batteries weren't giving enough juice to the headsets. Either they were draining too quickly or they weren't lasting nearly as long as they were before. But now you, you muddy all the water with the fact that Meta's been trying to remotely fix their head strap somehow seems to have made Bobo's batteries work better i actually am working on an update video and retesting them all now because it seems like they're better now so yeah if you're an insider and you're really tight knit and i would say you might be like oh what is happening with bobo why is it going back and forth so much but i think for the most part everyone out there just like you said is still feeling like they were a first of the solution even if you didn't buy one they have options so i think for most people i don't think it's really going to hurt their reputation i think that they just launched a psvr accessory and i think that's going to be kind of interesting because i don't think there's enough people with a psvr that want to buy accessories <laughs> so i think it's gonna be interesting to see what comes next with bobo but i think they definitely should be sticking to quest 3 and even continue selling quest 2 obviously because the quest 2 is still the biggest headset by far i just think like if I were to rank headsets based on quality for, for Quest, Bobo's a step above everyone by a, a significant amount to me. Even as someone that doesn't rec- doesn't use a Bobo VR headset right now, it's like if, if I had if, if, if they want to send me one, I'll, I'll gladly have it. I'll wear it every video. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it, to me, it's just like I just don't want to spend money on stuff that I don't need to spend money on. Bobo, did you hear that? I need to get Lipnox one and that's going to be the end all be all strap. I'd actually be interested because of the way you wear it. I wonder if the Bobo would feel the same way for you. So we got to talk to them and we got to get you that Asterian sweater both. We got news to talk about as usual. But before we do, as I just mentioned, the Asterian products, sweaters, the mugs, the VR stickers, the merch. If you haven't checked out AsterianProducts.com, checked out the new stuff that Asterian's doing. You can use code FULLDIVE over there. Save you a little money on that order. And Lip, in approximately 23 hours, you can pre-order your Apple Vision Pro. Are you doing it? Uh, I mean... I don't have $3,500 American, let alone whatever <laughs> extra taxes and stuff they would add to that. I, I probably never will have that amount of money unless I'm like buying a house or something. So uh, yeah, can't count me out on that one. But uh, that that being said, I mean, if I if I had $3,500, 
I still wouldn't buy it. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. So basically, for those of you out there who don't know, tomorrow, well, at the time of recording, it's tomorrow morning. Probably by the time this podcast comes out, the pre-orders will have started January 19th, 5 a.m. Pacific time. You can spend $3,500 on an Apple Vision Pro if they let you. Because there's only going to be 100,000 of them released, so they may not be that easy to get your hands on. You have to already have an iPhone because you can't even order one without doing a 3D face scan of your face so they can make sure it's going to fit your face, right? And then it'll come out February 2nd. And here's here's an interesting story about this. So I there's no way I was going to be able to get $3,500 for this headset. I was like, that's not going to happen. No way. There is a friend of a friend who's a real Apple enthusiast, a real tech enthusiast. He works in the tech industry. Dude makes just just crazy money. He actually works two full-time cybersecurity jobs. (laughs) Neither job knows he's doing that. So I think he's making like something crazy, like half a million (laughs) a year between the two of them. And he had told me, hey, I want this headset. When it comes out, if you really want to check it out and review it, I'll buy one. You can spend a month with it, show it off your channel, and then send it on my way. I get a hold of him yesterday saying, hey, are you still wanting to do that? And he's like, you know what? I did some research. I looked at it. I don't think I want that headset at all. This is like the perfect demographic for this freaking headset. This guy, all this income, big Apple fan, interested in the future of tech. And he doesn't want one anymore. And he said mostly it was because he thought it was an actual AR headset, meaning he thought it was a pair of glasses that you looked through and it would put holograms in the world. And when he found out it was passed through, just like the Quest 3 is, he didn't want it anymore. So what does that say about the the chances that people are going to take on this headset? I mean, I, I think that the the biggest concern to me is that I don't have any example from a real company or, or sorry, a real developer or reviewer, I should say, on what this pass through actually even looks like in the headset. Mm-hmm. We just dealt with a whole bunch of what does it look like with the Quest 3 pass through? And sure, I'd, I'd love to believe they have amazing cameras, but I mean, I can watch VR videos on YouTube and all these things and they're not crystal clear. So unless they have like designed the most magnificent cameras ever, you're going to be able to tell a difference between real life and this camera. Who knows if there's warping like the Quest has? They have just gotten into, you know, VR, AR, all these things. We've seen PlayStation VR 2 have a ton of missteps that Quest had figured out through their time frame. And uh, I don't really think that Apple has this amazing background to suddenly fix all this stuff out of the gate. I would say that a smart consumer, even if they're interested in the Apple Vision Pro, just wait, just wait Mm -hmm. a month, find out what everyone says and make sure you're not buying something that is going to be used for a week and then stick in a closet. Thirty five hundred dollars is too expensive to just throw it in a closet. Yeah, Uh, I just I mean, like to 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 me, well off person, that's that's a chunk of money right there. Yeah. Well, to to, to me, it's just like I'm I'm sorry, Apple, but like this, if this headset costs thirty five hundred dollars. You better have multiple battery pack things that come with it so that I can plug one in and keep using it. You're telling me I'm going to edit things on this thing, but I'm like, if the battery only lasts an hour and a half, what real work am I actually doing? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's going to be a weird month seeing how this rolls out and seeing what, what happens. But I just feel like Apple is usually really good at compelling people and thinking that you have to have whatever their latest thing is. And I don't know that they're really doing that here. So maybe they're going to wait till they're out there. Maybe they're going to show some wild fitness stuff with it or something. They're just going to show how this thing improves your daily life every day for everyone. But I don't feel like they've really marketed it that much. Like you need to have this. Apple is going to have some advertising campaign where they'll get a whole bunch of big TikTok and YouTube people that are people that have nothing to do with tech, just mm-hmm. people that the kids love, the guy, the people that are promoting the prime drink, whatever it is. <laughs> and uh, 
They are gonna have give send them headsets. They're gonna make a video about how cool they are because they got an Apple Pro headset. They'll probably never use it ever again beyond that one video. Maybe it'll be in the backdrop of videos. And that trick of marketing will just create a word of mouth and everyone that thinks they got money to spend and they want to be super cool, they're going to have one of those headsets and they're going to be showing off how super cool they are, regardless of even using the headset. <laughs> it is kind of the that's, that's ultimate status symbol, right? Like what yeah. other thing can you wear on your head and walk around town that tells people I spent $3,500 on this? I can't think of a I mean, single clothing. thing <laughs> like, like, like even like name brand clothing jewelry, like someone could be wearing costume jewelry and I'm not going to know that is $3,500 or isn't. This headset is like the one thing that if someone's wearing that, you're like, okay, that person spent a fortune on that thing. And maybe because of that, some people are going to go for it. They're going to be like, I want to be the first one to walk into church or get on a plane or be seen with this thing on and show everyone how freaking cool I am. I mean, that's that's the trick. That's, you know, in, in, in a lot of ways, that's how the vaping industry took off because Jewel oh, started gosh. sending them out to all the different influential people. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of is like, cool. you know, if you get the, if you get those people on board and sell it as this is cool, you will just expand outwards. And uh, I mean, that's been Apple's entire thing. I see so many of the younger people just they don't even consider Android as an option. And I'm like, what? Why do you like Apple <laughs> status symbol? <laughs> that's like uh, when I did that golf thing, remember, with that young golf influencer i pulled out my phone i was doing something and she looked at it and she's like there's a phone besides an iphone (laughs) yeah they exist speaking of things that make you sick what's your day been like Liv? what have you been up to today uh so so i hinted at this at the at the intro here but uh i decided to uh to purchase a brand new vr game for the for the quest 3 that i was pretty excited about you know i played it originally way back in the day on the xbox 360 i even bought the the duke nukem version on ps4 and played that so i was thinking oh this is this is going to be a fun game and it's called bulletstorm vr well, uh, you know, a day before the game comes out, I see a bunch of reviews that said, oh, this is a great game. You know, it's not perfect, but it's a great game. Really excited about it. I'm like, OK. And then I saw two reviews mention this is not a good game, is not a good game in any way. It's absolutely terrible. And I was like, oh, the, this is, you know, it's like great. That's like that GT Legends, the racing game that, you know, it's just not mm-hmm. a great it's not well optimized. It'll still be a fun game. It'll still be a fun game. Well, then I started playing Bulletstorm VR. And uh, at first I was like, OK, you know, it's it, it isn't the greatest graphics. I'll give them that. It's not terrible, but I mean, it definitely the type of graphics that I would expect to see from titles releasing in the first six months to a year of the of the Quest one. But this is a, this is a Quest two and Quest three game. But then every time there is any explosion, smoke or visual effect, and I and I have it on my phone here to to explain what the what the glitch is called, because I was definitely not going to like remember this perfectly. But uh, Team Team Beef actually uh, actually posted about this. And what they say it is, is there is a glitch with all effects. They only render correctly in one eye. And uh, let me tell you, looking at those effects that only render in one eye is like trying to do like that cross eye thing to look at those like 3D pictures things. But Mm -hmm. for every smoke, every little bit of effect and it renders them in little cubes. So you can see all the different cubes even that it's rendering. And uh, I played about 40 minutes of this to a point where I was extremely sick. Sickest I felt like I've been in a super, super long time. And I was like, okay, you know, I'll open the window. 
turn on a fan, you know, I'm going to cool down for a second. Maybe it's just, you know, maybe I'm just overly warm or something. Uh, I waited like 20 minutes and I'm like, okay, let's, let's get back into it. I get back into it, play it for another, you know, 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes. And uh, I got to the point where I was like, uh, you know what, I, I want to record footage of this, but I cannot suffer through playing any more of this because I felt so sick. And then when I took off that headset, I was like, wow, this is motion sickness worse, honestly, probably in the same level, but maybe even worse than when I first got my PlayStation VR over Oof. six years ago. Oof. And uh, it was because of those 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 objects, those not rendered correctly objects. Uh, apparently the same issue happens on PlayStation VR. I don't know if it's happening on PC. A lot of the reviews don't mention it. Uh, several of them did. I uh, I really don't know what's going on here. Apparently it might be something that they tweaked last minute for optimization or something. And uh, that's causing that, that effect. But the fact that no one tested that before it went on the store is just uh, insane. And uh, I have been spending the last five hours with an upset stomach. And I was like, I'm going to suffer through doing this podcast. Because I want to let people know this game is terrible. It needs to be fixed. And uh, even if it was fixed, I still don't think it's that great for VR. Uh, there's literally the, the last thing I will complain about uh, is that all of the enemies, they have scripted death animations. So when you're shooting them, you don't feel like you're shooting them. You just feel like you shoot them a bunch and then they just collapse in some random way. Ugh. I just don't understand. Like so many games don't make it to the meta store because of quality assurance. How does a game like this make it there? Like how can it get through all that? And to your question, I think on steam, it's down to a two star rating. It's at like a 3.2 on the meta store, which is a really bad rating on the meta store. And last I checked, it was earlier today on PSVR. It was at like a 3.7 on there. It's a 2.6 now. I just 2. checked. 6. So it's, it's plummeting. It's <laughs> plummeting. But, and here's the thing too, all of this, for those of you out there who don't know what games is, you've heard all this description and you're thinking, Oh, Lip spent 10 bucks on a game and got wrecked. This game is $40. What was the last $50 time you spent $40? Yeah. What was the last time you spent that much on any game outside of like Asgard's Wrath? Like at that price, this should be the next big VR game. This should be blowing us away. This thing is rated mature with all kinds of things. I think I'd get demonetized if I even said them on the podcast, what this is rated for. So you think to yourself, this is like a real Duke Nukem style game. This is like, it's going to be everything you expect from that. And then it's just this crap. It's making everyone sick. You got all kinds of bad reviews here. People mostly just saying it looks bad or it looks okay, but yeah. It's a shocker at 40 bucks. Like, and then to add to all of this wildness, it supposedly disappeared from the PSVR store after everybody I was did really check. It's still there. It. it is still there. It And so, yeah, I saw it online. It claims you can get there. People said on Reddit, like they couldn't open up their copy anymore or they couldn't download it. So like, oh, wow. what is that about? I don't know. I didn't get a PSVR copy, but people were saying all kinds of wild things. So this game has had a rough day. And yet, once again, here we are sitting here. A brand new VR game just came out that was supposed to be the big, cool, good thing and left us sitting here disappointed. Yeah, I mean, this is this was like a one of the most hyped games. I, I was like, I was extremely hyped for this. I was like, when's this coming out? I can't wait to play this. And, uh, you know, I just I, I couldn't believe I was like, this, it can't be this bad. There's no way it's this bad. I'm going to be the defender of this game. I'm going to record footage, show how awesome it looks. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. <sighs> well, nope. you heard it here. <laughs> Don't buy it. It's going to make you sick. Who knows? Maybe this will be a redemption story, though. Like in a year from now, maybe they'll update this thing. They'll fix it. They'll drop the price. I hope that's the case. But too often something comes out and gets this much controversy. It's dead in the water, too, because I was hoping this was going to be a good game. Honestly, I really wanted to play it. So I'm truly disappointed. 
I'm after playing this, even thinking about playing Bulletstorm VR or not VR makes me feel sick to my stomach. So I will never play Bulletstorm ever again after this experience. That is completely tainted. I will. I feel like even thinking about Bulletstorm makes me feel sick to my stomach. It's like tequila. But, it's like tequila. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd rather have tequila than play any more of that game. So and I definitely do not like tequila. Uh, but I, I would I got to say this and like I hate to say this, but like if you, if you were excited about this game and you are let down and you really want to like have an awesome Duke Nukem style shooter for the VR, there is another port of an Xbox 360 game, Prey, done by Team Beef, who actually know what they're doing. And it mm-hmm. is amazing and will not make you sick. And you can go through awesome like portal things and walk upside down. And it's it's an amazing game. It is actually made by the developers of Duke Nukem, the original developers. So just get Prey. You can find it on like Steam for like three bucks to get the right files. You have to do the side loading stuff because it is one of the team beef things. But, uh, you know, do do that. It's well worth your time. And that is actually an awesome game. And like I said, that'll cost you like three bucks to get one of those keys to get the right, right files, not $50. So just do that. <laughs> And remember, if you did buy Bulletstorm, if you've done less than two hours, right, you can refund it. Get that refund because that also tells the developers you screwed up. They don't get to keep your money. They don't get to run off with it. Get the refund. So it tells them, hey, this was not an okay stunt to pull on us because we got to stand up for ourselves in this industry. Too often have I sat on a horrible game. Now, we're here to talk about VR games, but there's a reason I want to talk about something a little weird here at the end of the podcast. I want to talk about a game that has somehow disappointed me more than the game we just talked about because it never existed. We were promised GTA San Andreas in VR. I'm excited to announce that the Rockstar Games classic Grand Theft Auto San Andreas is in development for Quest 2. This new version of what I think is one of the greatest games ever made will offer players an entirely new way to experience this iconic open world in virtual reality. We were told it was going to come, and then they quietly never talked about it again. And I've been traveling a lot lately, so I finally downloaded, I saw through Netflix now, you can get the remastered version on your phone for free. And I was like, well, I was holding out to play San Andreas again. I didn't want to play the remaster. Uh, you have to have Netflix to get it for free. Okay, that, that is a good call. You have to have Netflix to get it for free. But if you already have Netflix or your friend has Netflix and you have their password, you can get GTA San Andreas, GTA Vice City, GTA 3, any of those remastered games, play them for free on your phone. And I've been traveling a lot. So I was like, I'm going to do this. And I went, I bought one of those Razer controller things that you hook your phone into. It gives you actual joysticks and stuff. And the joy I am having of playing Grand Theft Auto San Andreas again, after all this time, I'm like, Zuck, how could you do this to us? How could you rob me of the next time I played this game? It was supposed to be in VR. So I actually have uh, this yes. very cheap, like $10 adapter to use That's my amazing. phone. Because my phone is like a bigger uh, like pixel phone. So it uh, it definitely does not fit most of those controller grip things. And I, and I have like a Defender OtterBox thing on it. Or maybe it's not Defender, but I have an OtterBox thing that usually doesn't work with those like Razer grip things. Uh, so I, I ended up buying that a, a while ago, maybe like three or four months ago, uh, because I wanted to play, you know, the Game Pass stuff on my phone really easily. And uh, so I was I, I saw this as part of the discussion and I was like, all right, well, I'm going to do my two cents on this. And I downloaded the the Vice City definitive one. It's GTA 3, Vice City and San Andreas all available through Netflix. So you can get the whole trilogy there. Uh, the one thing I will say is it is the, the, the definitive version, which got a lot of flack when it came out mm-hmm. for consoles maybe a year ago or so, because they definitely used like AI to upscale a lot of the stuff. So some of the characters and cutscenes look just 
completely ridiculous. But playing on your phone, you got GTA, you can drive around. They've modernized some of the controls a little bit now that it, you know, it's an older game. So you get a lot more of the, the GTA 5 kind of control scheme on it. But, you know, like the graphics look great. And honestly, if you just want a game to just jump on your phone and do stuff with, you can just free roam around the whole city driving around. And uh, honestly, driving around in GTA, any of those old ones is just as good to me as driving in the new ones. And I mean, I, I my, my biggest thing is that after they nailed that amazing Resident Evil 4 VR port, mm-hmm. I would assume that that would be the team that they would want to be working on this GTA one. I don't think we even ever found out who was making GTA San Andreas VR. So I question if maybe that just didn't ever exist. And that announcement was just them saying, oh, we have the rights to say this exists, but we'll see if this actually comes out. And uh, I mean, I remember for PlayStation 3, Rockstar meant had this big exclusive called The Agent. And it was the same thing. Sony had puts this big project. And from my understanding, nothing ever came of that at all. And it was just sort of a dead project forever. So I don't know which side of things to to blame on this, but I would definitely imagine that Someone quickly came in and realized, you know, that GTA San Andreas has like a million mechanics to it, and it's going to take us years to make all this work in VR properly. And even if we do get it mostly right, some of these mechanics will never feel good. And uh, I mean, I think going to the gym would have been cool, but uh, yeah, it's it, it, that is a very complicated game. Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe they just figured this is this is too much. We were dumb. Meta has been quite good at wasting money over the past long time. So. <laughs> Maybe someone said it'd be easier to just make GTA six in VR than try to redo that game. And Mark said, okay, and maybe we're going to get a surprise next year. But in the meantime, I'm going to sit here being bitter and angry because I've been, I plane rides fly by when I'm playing San Andreas on my phone. Like it's so quick. I'm like, I could have been doing this in VR though. And it would have been so much better. (sighs) I mean, I mean, technically, uh, this is, this is like, the poor, this is the poorest, poorest man you can get on this. But uh, if you download the PSP VR emulator, uh, you can play the uh, Liberty City Stories versions of the uh, of the PSP games. And I, I don't think San Andreas ever made it to the PSP officially, <clears throat> but I think there is actually like a homebrew version of San Andreas for the PSP that you can then play in first person in VR with a controller. Uh, so you can you can do that. <laughs> will not be amazing but it will be real it'll actually the exist closest you're gonna get <laughs> I, I don't think you'll ever get anything better on a on a quest standalone until someone homebrews one but that's that's life unfortunately that is the state of vr well if you're out there and you're thinking about the state of vr you want to talk about it hit us up on discord you can ask questions you can see we pack a ton of questions into these podcasts because we want to tell you how we feel about things and we want to interact with all of you and then you can tell us what to play what to do so that you know when the podcast don't go buy a game that's going to make you sick or don't wait around for a game that's never going to come. Uh, and yeah, that's where it's at. But once again, we want to say thank you for being here with us tonight, even if Nat was only here briefly. And when it comes to VR, what's it time to do? Let's dive on in. Dive on in.